mamas gave us till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Then we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. Hey, Leanna, it's a mini app. It is a mini app because the holidays are coming up. Right. And you're going to be going back to Utah, I think it is? Yes. And you're going to be going to the Cape? No, I'm not, actually. I'm going to be meeting up with my my, um, German family in um, Florida. Hey. Weird. I mean, I like going warm places for Christmas, so I don't know why I'm going to Utah. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, So what is our mini episode about today? Well, there's no should in cancer. There is no should in cancer. Talk about that. So I heard this during one of my young adult support groups that one of our one of the attendees there was talking about their relationship with their uh, social worker, their cancer social worker. And every time this patient said, oh, I should do this or I should do that, this social worker said, no, there is no should in cancer. Mm. And it stuck with me because you hear a lot about what you should be doing, like through cancer treatment and being able to think about it differently, I think is helpful. Mm. Thinking about like, where are all of these shoulds coming from? How valid are the shoulds? I don't know. It it just seems like people don't have... You have an idea going into it of what should happen or what you should do, and that does not play out. That doesn't play out in real life. Yeah. To me, there's like two kind of... There's two different situations that I, I've dealt with. There's the should that comes from sort of cultural stereotypes, like seeing people do marches wearing pink or seeing certain breast cancer survivors or thinking of certain celebrities who've become spokespeople. That There's that kind of should, like I should fit into that box. Okay. Yeah. That's one kind of should. The other should is a should that I think is a little bit more pernicious and we can all sort of relate to that may consist of a chorus of people made up, alive, not alive, but definitely fictional and in our head. Maybe it consists of our parents when we were a child, our grandparents, our, our uncle, our, our spouse, you know, but there's, I think there's like a judgment realm in our minds. So you're talking about the externalized should, like what exists out in the world of like the stereotypes and the internalized should, like yes. what we've absorbed from who we are inside. You know, the the should that comes from us internally, no matter where we're going through cancer or not, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm talking about there's internal and external, I think. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I would agree with that. And you'll get a lot of it when you're going through something traumatic. Like Mm -hmm. you are going to get so much more advice from people than you ever wanted. 
And a lot of it is this should. Like, one of the first things I heard the most was, you should, had to do with how I was eating. You should eat this, you shouldn't eat that. As though that would cure me. Mm -hmm. As though, I don't know, when you get all of these shoulds, it's almost like it's your fault, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I should have done these other things in order to avoid where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And... There really, like, there is no should. I didn't cause this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have prevented it. That's like a third type of should. That's like the judgy should that comes from. No, it is right. That's that's really okay. real. Okay. That's really okay. real. I yeah. just want. I don't know why I need to label these, but I like it. So I think that's right, and I I've noticed that a lot too myself. It's funny people have been doing this thing where they're trying to peg me as to why I got cancer, and they're like, Oh, well, did you eat vegetarian? Yes. Well, were you fit? I'm like, yes. You know, were you this? Re- and, you know, they're almost like you catch me out. And they're like, oh, well, did you eat dairy? Yeah, and I'm like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the nuts. I'm like, oh, just like, really? Like, I'm like, I always look at them and I'm like, look, I have weird oncogenes and that's it and that's the scary reality and and you know my doctors always told me I didn't because it was my paternal grandmother but guess what it is and that's the really scary thing and I think that's why I think it's the scariness that brings up the shoulds right it's like when we're afraid we go into the shoulds because it's almost like we're looking for external validation because we don't have the answers in ourselves well and it's also like trying to put people in boxes like Mm -hmm. the the external should the you know walks and everything else the pink is that's the box of cancer survivor right it's a it's a yeah it's like a contained place yes and we all want to like label things and so it's putting you and your experience in a box that people can understand and label it and not think about it anymore right well it's a box that people are comfortable with yes right it is i mean I, I, for instance i feel like like if i tell people i'm just imagining the different reactions so i meet someone at a party and they're like what do you do it's like well i okay i have my day job and i teach yoga and oh i march for cancer survivors a couple of times a year for the jimmy fund or whatever versus oh i have a podcast about survivorship which the, the podcast about survivorship is sort of radical and eyebrow raising whereas the i do walks is sort of like oh it's sort of that continuing lulling into like okay la 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 yes. so it's but it's that's fine like it's it's, we need I don't know if we need those walks I get pissed off because I live in Boston and so do you and <laughs> but I don't drive so right but I do I do drive and driving in Boston is hard enough and it's like not like I don't expect it but our springs and falls uh, there's literally like two months for Stora Memorial Drive are just like shut down because of these walks and it's like I just kind of feel like at this point like can we find some other virtual way of walking anyway we, Memorial Drive is closed every Sunday anyway so let me own up to something though so I myself thought I, you know, when I when I was first getting diagnosed and I hadn't been diagnosed yet, I really freaked out to my friend Laura. And I said, God, I just really don't want this to be my cause. I don't want to be a survivor. I, I don't want to wear pink. I don't want to do this stuff. 
And, you know, it's funny now because, of course, I am doing all of that stuff, but I'm doing it in my way. So it's okay. But there is that transition in going through treatment where you're like, what is my way? It is like being that teenager again. And you're like, I should do this. I should do that. Or or being in your early 20s. You know what I mean? Where you make ridiculous choices sometimes about like rugs and marriages and stuff like that. Because you don't feel like I should do this. And you're like, no, you shouldn't. When you're going into it before you've experienced it, you have a very different idea of what this should look like right like that ideal of you know strong or the beautiful suffering or uh, fainting couches in victorian england like yeah i thought there was going to be like i pictured my situation like totally victorian and very stark and black and white i don't know why maybe it's the past life thing but i really did picture myself just like in like a like a white nightgown which i don't own you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> looking very pale and skinny. do i need to get you a white nightgown for christmas no please it, it was like a death shroud because i really no and I pictured myself super skinny, which I wasn't. You know, it's just really interesting. Um, but I think that's part of one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, though. And I think one of the reasons I really like to follow people who are just speaking out and breaking the mold, even if I don't like always love what their marketing and branding is, I like the fact that they're coming out and doing their own thing to just give us all different things to try on in our own experience because previously this we didn't have a lot of access to the lives of cancer patients and also the ending was really sad more Uh often than it is now more quickly you know so it's a different story we have social media obviously now and i think that that's one of the ways we're able to do the podcast and to sort of sort of start to dissolve the shoulds and bring it into the coulds Yes. Right. What could you do? What could you be? What could your experience be like? I certainly had an inspiration from certain people that I saw. Well, and the coulds open up the possibilities instead of reducing the possibilities to this one thing that you should be doing. Yeah, and you know, could gives you also just such a positive connotation rather than should. Um, could comes from within versus should coming from some usually like made up like exterior thing. I don't know. It's right. a weird place that should comes from, right. or it comes from a weird person sometimes. And let me just say this: sometimes shoulds might have some good information in them, so maybe they're worth listening to. But then I think some of them could be rejected, too. You know what I mean? I mean, I think everything... You could reject a should. (laughs) Most things are worth listening to and wondering about, but... You've got to you've got to shut that down. Like you have no energy for the shoulds, you know? I I agree. I think that one of the the things, one of the freedoms that I think going through cancer treatment has given me is a capability of speaking frankly. Well, I've always said that cancer is your ticket out of the social contract. <laughs> like <laughs> you showed up to my house tonight wearing a bright red wig. <laughs> hey, I wore that to work. <laughs> It's my ticket out of the social contract. <laughs> I work on an executive floor. I think it's so... I don't know why I don't like wigs. I immediately said to Lena, I was like, I'm sorry, why are you wearing a wig? Take that off. She was like, well, it's I was like, no, your hair is beautiful. I, I don't like wigs. I hate them. I'm before a haircut, and it's very an awkward length. Anyway, like but you could... You let me, let me just... But let me say... You could wear a wig. You could wear a wig. I could wear a wig. You could wear a wig. I could have told you to fuck off when maybe you told you me to should. take it off. Maybe, maybe you should. I mean, it tell does, me. 
it does in the recording studio it does get a little too hot for me to wear a wig it's true i also would have been distracted i was not enjoying just it's such a people you have to imagine when i say red wig i don't mean like red like ginger hair wig i mean like red like 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 beyond fire engine like like christmas red like (laughs) i am being festive and you shat all over my festivity. Look at my pants. I'm wearing red pants. Matched my pants. I have a natural tree and I prefer a more natural look, even if I don't have natural breasts. All right. So what are our protocols for should? My protocol is eliminate should from your vocabulary as much as you can. And anytime someone tells you you should do something or you catch yourself saying, oh, well, I should work harder. I should be able to wake up. I should not be throwing up all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. take that, take that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think, you know, should becomes a could, and should according to who? Yeah, like should, I think that's should, a, should according to who? Right? Should, should is according, according to, to those according motherfuckers to who. who don't have cancer. Yeah, that's who should is according to. Yeah, and by the way, like some good cognitive behavioral training therapy, if you're looking into trying to retrain your thinking, is to wear a rubber band around your wrist, and every time you're trying to retrain your brain, and you slip up a little bit, and you find yourself hurting yourself mentally, just snap the rubber band, and you'll end up with a huge bruise on your wrist, and you'll feel really bad. Don't do this if you're going through active treatment. Oh, my god or if you have weak blood <laughs> but if mean... you're okay do it or just think about it <laughs> think oh. about the pain of a rubber band i'm sorry sometimes i forget we're talking to people who are going through things where they should not snap rubber bands on their wrists. i know we're so sorry i'm sorry you i've been there you shouldn't ha 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 i've been there don't do it on the one you've had your ivs in well, all we're right not supposed to do shoulds yeah <laughs> Ask your doctor before you snap a rubber band when you're in active treatment. Really? But, like, maybe when you're better, you can do that to mentally torture yourself into getting better. I mean... Anyway, all right. Well, listen, thanks for um, listening to us talk about what we could and should do, you guys. I mean, well, we should end this episode because it's a mini-up. All right. Well, thanks, Leanna. Thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories, your protocols, exactly advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card, we're your passport. Cause cancer's damn hard Oh, thanks cancer Thanks cancer Thanks cancer Victories in the dark